The antidote. The antidote. The antidote. The antidote. The antidote. The antidote. You're listening to The Antidote with Dave Hawkins. and stormy night from five iron frenzy i'm dave hawkins and this is the antidote and thanks for tuning in regular listeners to this program know that i really love ska and especially our featured artist for tonight five iron frenzy two years ago this band had a hugely successful kickstarter campaign which drew them out of their decade-long retirement and put them back into the recording studio last tuesday their long-anticipated album engine of a million plots was released There's no doubt that their tried-and-true ska-punk style has virtually disappeared, but what's taken its place is really excellent, even if it does, I guess, take some getting used to. But of course, it's been 10 years since the band last recorded, and changes happen. The Antidote met up with both Dennis Culp and Leonora Tegatil at a recent Toronto show, and they shared their thoughts about their new album and about their past. And they did bring out one dedicated ska song on the new album. And here it comes. Someone else's problem. 
Anandota has been joined by Leonor Ortega-Till of Five Iron Frenzy. Leonor, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Even though Five Iron Frenzy is well known for recording Oh Canada, this country has rarely been on your tour schedule. So why tour Canada now? Reese really, really wanted to come to Canada. And it is fall, and it's one of the most beautiful places. And we were kind of close in the area. So we thought, why not? And we've been so blessed. Hamilton was amazing last night. We were playing right on the water. And now today, we had a wonderful dinner and hung out in Toronto. And it's gorgeous. And the people have been so friendly and dancing and having fun. And it felt like a good fit. I wish we could do more of Canada. Probably, you know, in the future, we will. But right now, it's a great fit for us. Great people.
Canada. Yeah, not our typical version. One of Five Iron Frenzy's most popular songs with both a really funny and distorted sense of all things Canadian. We're going to carry on with our chat with Five Iron Frenzy with Dennis Culp and their new song Against a Sea of Troubles. The Antidote has also been joined by Dennis Culp, trombone and vocalist for Five Iron Frenzy. So Dennis, thanks for joining in. Thanks for having me. Your long-anticipated reunion album, Engine of a Million Plots, is due to release in the next few days. But was it intimidating for you to return to the studio? What was intimidating is living up to what I had hoped we could do for this band. But actually, personally, going in and recording was not intimidating for me. Do you ever find that obsessed band base can be intimidating for you? It can because there's this tug of war. I'm sure there are a lot of people that want us to go back to where we started, which was more of a traditional punk ska band and that's not really where we're at uh, we just recorded a, a really compelling rich great power pop record and uh, with horns but it i wouldn't necessarily call it a ska record although it has possibly the most ska song on it that we've ever done but by and large it's a power pop record so there's always that expectation that we're trying to meet and i hope we don't disappoint but at the same time i want to move forward as a band and do something new that feels contemporary and fresh to us Yeah. 
but I think our fans will like it. The songs are um, easy to listen to, but still have intricate parts, and I hope that they appreciate the overall sound. The way the horn sound is amazing, bigger than ever. I love my new horn, and the horn parts are kind of like, we call it the wall of sound. <laughs> also, I think our fans will appreciate that Reese, um, lyrically and emotionally, as he sings, really goes there. He, he puts himself in the place emotionally and allows his voice to ring through, and I think that fans appreciate that more than anything. I mentioned that earlier to someone else, and I said how before the sound is almost skeletal, and now it's fleshed out. Yeah, I think so, and I think that the new producer, Jeremy Griffith, really hit it on the head with the drums and with the sounds, and there's more ethereal sounds and, you know, a million, billion different pedals being used to create all of the all of the sounds in the back, and I think that he captured us very well, the background vocals and everything. You can't just listen to one note. You're going to have to listen to all of it. <laughs> I agree with Leonora about the wall of sound from their horn section. And here's a great example on To Start a Fire.
in 2012, I met two guys at one of your shows who drove 30 hours nonstop Los Angeles to New Hampshire to see you guys play. All bands say they have a dedicated fan base, but I mean, that's nothing in comparison to your fans. I really do firmly believe that if you say you're a Five Iron fan, it denotes special qualities and abilities about you. It seems like we hit a nerve with the youth of America and especially Christian youth, people that felt nuanced, people that had a certain type of spirituality, a certain type of political desire and want as far as social action goes, and also quirky, fun, crazy people. And I think that when we added our personality to our albums and didn't hold back or go with what a record label would say, when we just really were ourselves and wrote songs about what we cared about and what we enjoyed, it hit a nerve with the youth. We basically were a voice for people that already existed. We didn't create any kind of fan. It just, they came out of the woodworks and said, hey, we're the same. But now those youth aren't youth anymore. They're middle-aged, they're moms and dads, just like you are. You find that's going to change? No, I think it's exactly the same. Now that the question is, how do we raise our children? How do we make a society? How do we keep day jobs and be those same people, the people that want to change the world, the people that want to do something good, the people that don't want to settle? And I think lyrically, our new album tackles all of those concepts as we are now adults. I'm 37 now. And when I joined the band, I was 18. And I am a mother of two and a wife. I think people are really going to resonate with the lyrics on this new album because we're we're not necessarily old guys. <laughs> we still feel very much young and very much a burden and very much want to use our voice. So, and we're we're still fun. thing you weren't in the studio i was singing along to that one into your veins which borrows some imagery from psalm 147 now we're going to head back to leonor also known as jeff the girl who speaks on faith issues found in five iron frenzy 
but I know you guys are crazy on stage. So literally, are you as crazy off stage as you are on stage? Yeah, it's not an act. It has never been an act for us. The the antics are just a spillover from our real personalities. And that was what was interesting when I met Reese and Keith in the 90s was, uh, and Micah too, like these guys really did have a heart for the Lord, do have a heart for the Lord. They really are silly and zany and fun and quirky. It's not an act. This is just real life. And was that ever overwhelming? No, I think the only overwhelming thing is... um. I think there's a lot of pressure spiritually more than quirky. Like there's one thing to be quirky, but when people start to want you to be spiritual on stage, um, there's a fine line there. So when you talk about pressure, yes, there is a pressure. I think people want someone to give them the answers instead of saying we don't know the answers and we're not about giving answers. And in fact, even more now that we've gotten older and more solidified in our faith or for two people in our band who are no longer Christians, we have stepped back from the the answers and relished more in the questions. And in fact, our new album ends on a question note, which is so weird. That's the audacity of doubt. And I have the audacity of faith, but I, I, I'm trusting that it's okay to go to that place and our fans can handle it. So you're talking about your spirituality. During the early days of Five Iron Frenzy, your band was typically classified as a Christian band or even a ministry-based act. Did you ever find that confining? Yeah, of course I do, because I was 18. I didn't know theology. I didn't know what I was talking about. I was blathering. I didn't know the first thing, and people put a lot of stock into what I said. And there was an extreme amount of pressure and shame, because I still at the time did not know how to conduct myself worthy of Christ. And I don't think we ever really do get there. We're a work in process. I certainly am just someone on stage rocking out, trying to connect with God any more than someone on the bottom of the stage, you know, down in the front or in the back, or someone, you know, hiding out in their car because they don't want to have an encounter with God. There's tons of pressure. But now the pressure's different in that I, I appreciate these guys and that it can be a open walk, an open walk that is saying we're all not on the same page. It is very much a journey. And I adore Jesus. I adore every single thing about him. Do I necessarily know what it's going to mean for me to have a connection with a fan in that context? Not necessarily, and nor is it necessarily appropriate. I'm not everyone's pastor. <laughs> and I think that Reese especially felt a lot of spiritual burden. And on this new album, in that he's not going to do that again. He's going to do them to himself because it's not worth it. It's better to just have open hands and say, I'm trying to connect with God in the way I know how. And if you want to be inspired by that, awesome. I'm not asking anyone to follow me. Because you touched on that earlier when you mentioned that two of the band members now don't consider themselves Christian. Does that change the direction of the band? We asked them. We had a big band meeting, and we went all around in circles, said where we were with our faith. Those of us who were Christians said we're even more so now. <laughs> we're even stronger in it now. Two of them are not, and they said we want redeeming lyrics on our songs, on our musical songs. And they trust us, and we're brothers and sisters. At this point, we are such a family, and we've known each other so long, and trust goes so far that it's not even an issue. Five Iron Frenzy's songs have always ranged from, really all the way from the sublime to the insane. Here's a crazy one, as Five Iron Frenzy takes some fun jabs at their aging fans on battle dancing unicorns with glitter. Shut your face, high school jerks. We're about to show you how this works. Are we cool? Laser beams We're about to awesome all your dreams And you'll say, what are you, some kind of computer? And we'll say, yes, I bought Pip from the future And I'm going deaf for cheesy I'm feeling a bit uneasy Let's get this Party rock We're hip-hopping and we can't quite stop Acro hair, grizzly bear Bet you've never met a thousand Then you'll say whatever I think you're moronic And we'll say not really, we're only bionic 
anytime we bring up the topic of the album the next thing that always falls along is the funding because that was insane describe how that whole process worked well it's exactly why we're here is because so many people back the band so enthusiastically to give you the full story we we really didn't even intentionally get back together we we were just kind of getting together at barbecues because we missed each other to be honest and we started talking about making some new material and and uh, we agreed to record one or two songs. And I happen to have a studio in New York City. I'm in the music business. So we agreed to get together and record it. And when it was done, we had no idea what we were going to do with it. So we agreed, well, let's just give it away for free. But we'll see if people are, if they're into it, you know, perhaps they would like to help us raise some money to get everybody flown out to New York and, and record a full length. So that's what we did, and we set our goal. We thought airfare plus paying the engineer and manufacturing and all that stuff would cost us about $30,000 U.S. So that's, what we, uh, that's where we set the bar, and uh, we happened to raise that in about 50 minutes. Oh, yeah, but you haven't said the grand total yet. Uh, people continue to give, and <laughs> we, we had certain incentives that we were giving away, like advanced copies of the record and vinyl and things like that, and it all sold out immediately. So we decided to do a reunion concert, and uh, we sold tickets for that. It was like $100 a seat. It was an expensive show, and that sold out immediately. And then we just kept, okay, we'll, we'll write lyrics and, and sell those, and we'll, we'll, you know, we just started coming up with more stuff, and people kept buying it. And we eventually raised well over $200,000. 207 I think, was the final total on a, over a goal of 30000 So <laughs> pretty strong support. Seriously, that had to be a big shock. Oh, completely. I, I was convinced that we were done and forgotten and, you know, everyone had moved on. So we were all completely amazed by it. Absolutely stunned. So far from Five Iron Frenzy's Engine of a Million Plots.
one of your new songs, Zen and the Art of Xenophobia, looks at how American society isolates itself. What drove you to record this? I can't speak entirely on behalf of our singer, Reese, um, who wrote the lyrics. He lives in a pretty rural part of Virginia, and he finds the culture there to be pretty insular. And I think the song is a commentary on that kind of rural Americana where people are afraid of outside influence and whatnot. I live in New York City. I don't experience that at all. So I can't say I share those views. Um, And even growing up in rural Colorado, I didn't get a whole lot of that. It's not an issue that's burning in my heart per se, but uh, I think what he's responding to is just some of the kind of what you would call redneck type people in rural Virginia or or middle America that are just kind of afraid of outside influence, you know, anti-immigration, afraid of other cultural points of view, religious points of view that are strange to us. Okay, I'm going to put you on the spot, Dennis. It's time to pick the favored child. So which song on Engine of a Million Plots speaks to you the most? I guess, selfishly, kind of an easy question for me to answer because it's the one I wrote. Um, I wrote the second to the last song lyrically called I've Seen the Sun. And um, in kind of a veiled way, it's about the experience of my father-in-law losing his battle to cancer. And also in light of uh, some of the horrible storms we had on the East Coast, uh, Hurricane Irene and Hurricane Sandy. Uh, so it's kind of, kind of in the wake of all of this disaster that hit us last year that was actually happening during the recording of the record. 
Uh, it's kind of this standing in the face of just horrible circumstances and just kind of shaking your fist and saying, I still hold on to hope. I believe in goodness. I believe in God. I believe that he's good. And it just kind of became my mantra of just trying to hold on to believing that there is good in the midst of all of this darkness that was going on. I fight tsunamis with an umbrella I deal the left hook like a mother Teresa I'm facing down death like a fire screen You bring the warheads, I'm bringing ice cream And I've got something more And I believe I've seen the sun come down I built this fire burn And in the dark of night I hold to its return I'm screaming down into the black abyss I was born for such a time After I finished recording the interview with Five Iron Frenzy, I brought up another point with Leonor. So this is after the recording was done, and I asked this. The music of Five Iron Frenzy often looks at social issues. Do you feel it's the purpose or duty of the band to correct societal ills? And Leonor responded by saying, Our lyrics pour out who we are as people, and because societal issues are very close to our hearts and in our minds, we choose to write songs about subjects we are passionate about. The most controversial song we have recorded is God Hates Flags, which is now available on a pre-order we released. The song tackles the current view that some of our brothers and sisters in Christ have regarding homosexual individuals and the way they're cruelly treated. So here's the song, God Hates Flags.
speak of If ever there's a question The answer is to Hey there, this is Dennis with Five Iron Frenzy, and you're listening to The Antidote with Dave Hawkins. Of course, that song title, God Hates Flags, takes a shot at the scourge of Christianity, the infamous Westboro Baptist Church. Jack's smirking revenge from Five Iron Frenzy's new release, Engine of a Million Plots. Really, it's an album that offers both reassurances and boldness in the cryptic lyrics. Well, I hope you enjoyed this look at Five Iron Frenzy as much as I have. And thanks for listening in to The Antidote, heard every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. on Trent Radio 92.7 FM, C Triple F, Peterborough. Next week, we are going to switch musical gears as we speak with Shane Oshner of the new solo band, Everything in Slow Motion, and its blend of both hardcore and post-rock. Plus, you'll hear what I feel is probably the greatest song I've heard all year long. But we do need to finish up tonight's episode with a goodbye to Dennis and Leonore of Five Iron Frenzy and the last song find on Engine of a Million Plots, Blizzards and Bygones. 
The song was penned by Scott, one of the two non-Christians in Five Iron. And the song seems to recount his thoughts about his past faith on these lyrics where he states, I lit a fire, it started then stopped. Elements will conspire and mercury drop. Can you stand the weather if winter lasts forever? So tune in next week, Wednesday at 9 p.m. for The Antidote. Good night. I've proposed that Parliament change Canada's national anthem to O Canada, Five Iron Frenzy's version. So if that happens, are you going to relocate to the Great White North? I would certainly consider it if they would let us in, uh, although I have my doubts about that. <laughs> the Antidote has been chatting with Dennis and Leonora of Five Iron Frenzy. Thanks for sharing your time and uh, have a great show tonight. My pleasure, Dave. Thanks again for having us.